The Arts Explanatory Comma Podcast, where art meets the real world and both sides get a better understanding of the whole picture. This podcast may contain strong language and listener discretion is advised. As human beings, we have a natural curiosity that when nurtured can expand the possibilities of what life and the world can be. We believe art should be a bridge. It should challenge our concepts of life and all things therein. It should not be a way to stratify, divide, and belittle. We deal with that enough in so many other facets of life. Now, that is not to say that art hasn't been used to do precisely that. It has. But that's why this podcast exists. To create spaces where we can all learn and speak about the high and lowbrow art shit in a way that's palatable, relatable, and void of all the extra bullshit. We want to use this as a place where we can all learn together. Those who know nothing about art, but want to know, ask what you want or listen and don't interact. That's cool too. Yes, please steal this knowledge. And for those of you who know, but are busy trying to figure out how to attract a layperson to view and or interact with your artwork, come learn how to speak to people in a way that teaches, but never condescends. We will take the time to explain as best we can anything that people want to know about this world from buying and collecting art to just looking at and trying to read the work from creating to selling and exhibiting artworks. In long form interview format, we'll spend our time talking to and about women artists and artists of color and consequently women artists of color. If you needed that clarification, why? You know why? Even if you know nothing about the art world, you're likely aware that a lot of industries in the United States are dominated by white men. Through Arts Explanatory Comma, we'll explore and highlight the works of artists we culturally connect with. We will not exclude, but we will educate and engage. This will be a safe space for all dumb art questions. The discussion will range from process to motivations, struggles, wins, losses, quitting, how to monetize, why collect, how to collect, and much, much more. We are your hosts, Mark Francis and Raquel Simone. Welcome and enjoy. I just hit Wait, record you know, just now. Yeah. So you're going to tell so. people about me. I'll tell them about you so they know who we are. That works. Okay. So Raquel has been creating opportunities that build up the communities in Houston that are also opportunities for others to serve. A young professional, she's also the vice president of the Hive Society, a nonprofit organization that promotes philanthropy through the creative arts. Raquel is our resident art enthusiast with a passion for collecting art and acquiring knowledge of all things art. In addition to his role as the host of this podcast, Mark is an artist, art teacher, father, and husband. Arts Explanatory Comma podcast is patterned after his teaching style, and together we'll explore the art world through conversation and collaborative learning. Okay, so now that they know a little bit about who we are, why don't we go ahead and ask each other a couple questions? Cool. So they can learn even more, even if just a little bit. They can get a little familiar. A little familiar, just a little bit. So they can get comfortable with our voices. They won't think that I'm Mark and you're Raquel. That would be amazing. Okay. Even though we're not really comfortable with our voices. Yeah. Whole nother topic, though. Yeah. Anyway, so Raquel, what's your earliest memory of your connection to art? So I still remember this very vividly. My father and I were coming back from Germany where he was stationed to visit my grandmother for the holidays. And when I went to her house, there was this huge painting on the wall 
um, and it's a black woman and she's got three or four kids. And I remember just standing in front of it being blown away by it. I had never seen anything like it. And I asked my grandmother what it was and she told me, she was like, oh, well, your great grandmother created it. It's called Madonna of the Cottonfield. And I, to this day, remember that moment like, wow, this is something that someone created and it, people hang it up in their their houses and it's a prized possession. And ever since then, I just remember always like, oh, let me, I've always been drawn to artwork. Like, why does this person have this? What's the meaning behind it? And so that's my earliest memory of it, that mm. discovering this picture that I fell in love with was created by my great grandmother. I mean, that's cool. Uh, like having that kind of lineage is really dope. So I like it. It's cool. It works. Thank so you. let me ask you this, though. How does that translate to your present day interest in art and your hopes of collecting? Well, as I got older and I started realizing that people valued having artwork and it was a thing that it was like kind of a marker of success, like, oh, I collect art. It was always been one of those weird goals, like, oh, I want to get to a place where I can say I have artwork by these artists and have interesting stories to tell about how I got it or what they were thinking or the time of the piece. And so it's been one of those, I always wanted to be like this cool art collector. Yeah. And now that I'm of age to, you know, buy other people's art yeah. instead of just, it's now something that I think that I can experience and I want to start collecting art. And I have started in a way, but kind of without intention. It's like, oh, let me buy this. Let me buy that. Yeah. It's okay. We'll further that. We'll further that. For the both of us, actually. (laughs) So let me ask you this also. And this is my last question. What are you hoping to both learn and accomplish on this journey that is arts explanatory comma? So I've always liked learning about art, but I always had an issue with how it was taught. I never really connected to the art because in all my art history classes, I took AP, took it in college. It was mostly Eurocentric. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. But I mean, you read about Da Vinci enough times, you're kind of like, okay, I get it. That's that's their (laughs) style. That's this. That's why y'all think he's important. And not to say he's not important, but that's kind of where I never connected to other European art because it kind of all felt like it wasn't for me. Like they didn't create this for me to experience or me to connect to it. Yeah. And so I'm hoping through Arts Explanatory Comma, I get to explore art mediums that are culturally relevant to the things that I'm interested in and that I'm connected to and learn it from that perspective. Yeah. I mean, you know, we touched on this in our intro, of course, but like that's that's why it exists, right? Mm-hmm. For for us to learn just as much as the listeners. Yeah. For for me to learn just as much as you. Like just because I'm an artist that doesn't mean that I know everything about art. Mm-hmm. I don't. I really fucking don't. <laughs> so that's my goal. Is I want to learn culturally competent learning. Makes sense. Shouldn't that be the goal of all education? You would think. (laughs) We know that's not the case. Yeah, for sure. So my question is for you. All right. Mark. Yes. Is when did you realize you were an artist? So it's funny. I don't think I ever did. Like, I think when I came back to art, I made the decision to call myself an artist Mm -hmm. because I was so busy calling myself a marketer, calling myself a product manager of a clothing company or whatever else Mm -hmm. that it was like, well, shit. Okay. I need to now go ahead and, and make this distinction between those things. Like now I need to say I'm an artist at that point though. I hadn't created any artwork in six years. So 
the, <laughs> the period before. So when did you start making art before the transition where you're like, okay, I yeah. can define myself as an artist? So I had made work from the time I was 11 until I was 19. Mm-hmm. And at 19, I decided to stop making art after I had a shit professor telling me that my work was trash because he didn't like the content. Not because he didn't like the technique, not because he didn't like the actual work, but specifically because he didn't like what I was saying with the work or how I was saying it. Oh. Um, and, you know, up until that point, I wanted to be an art professor, mm. you know, from the time I was 11 years old. So that sent me on a whole other journey that's too long for today. But <laughs> we're going to get into it one day. We, we will get into it one day. But yeah, it's just, you know, so I spent at that point, I had spent between like six and eight years of not. Yeah, six years, six years, six and a half years, <clears throat> excuse me, of not making any work. Mm-hmm. And when I like I said, when I came back to it, I was like, nah, I've called myself all these other things. It's time for me to call myself an artist. But it's not like I'm an artist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that kind of thing. Just like I need to say this for myself. Like I need to tell me that this is what I'm doing to give me permission and license to do what I want to do artistically. Okay. Yeah. So with that, how has your role as an artist shaped your life perspective? Like now that you're moving through life as an artist, has it shaped it? Does it shape it? Well, so that's the interesting thing. Like I don't necessarily think of it as moving through life as an artist. Like I am a person who makes art. And that's very much the same as my philosophy for marketing was, Mm. right? Like, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what you do, people are always the capital and the consumer. Mm -hmm. Like, you always have to worry about people. So in art, I think about the people, the people that I'm representing, the people that I'm creating, the people that will see the work, but not thinking about them in a way that, oh, well, I need to shift what I'm doing so that people will like it just more. So I need to tell a more authentic story so that people can understand the perspective. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, I'm not letting other people dictate what I'm doing with my work. I'm not letting outside influences dictate what I'm doing with my life. I'm just kind of taking all that that is Mm -hmm. and making decisions in those moments and whatever comes from it. That's what comes from it. Okay. Yeah. So what are you hoping to learn and accomplish on this journey with Arts Explanatory Pot, comma? A fucking lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need so, a little more. So yeah, run yeah, it down, no, run it down. I'm about to run it down. So I want to learn. I want to learn about new media. I want to learn about new artists. I want to connect with new artists. Mm. I want to tell the stories of artists. I want to tell the stories of people that have felt marginalized when looking at work because they didn't feel as though they were represented or they didn't feel as though they were welcomed into the space to even view the artwork. Okay. Right. Like I want to stretch my arms across this amazing gap that separates the, the know the people that know from the people that don't know Mm -hmm. and be that bridge, like really pull that together so that we're, creating new collectors we're creating new patrons of the art so that we can keep this thing going because Mm -hmm. as artists we need that and as you know one of my friends said like we the artists 
are never, well, I won't say never, but a lot of times we're not the ones that are creating that stratification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, we're the down to earth people just making work. Yeah. But people don't realize that. So I want to show that also. Mm. I want this to be a space for everyone to come together in a place that's warm and inviting and, and open so that I can learn as much so that you can learn as much and the world can learn as much as we all possibly can and keep this thing rocking. Yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to this journey. Yeah, me too. It's, you know, it's scary as hell. Uh, you know, having people, cause once you put something out and it's funny, I actually had a student say this in class the other day, once you put something out, that's when people can dismiss it. Yep. Right. Like <laughs> they can validate it or dismiss it. And that's the scary part. Cause yeah. it's like, well, I'm doing all this work, but I'm not showing anybody. So right now it's living in a special place of limbo. Mm-hmm. Right. It's safe. It's safe. It's safe because it hasn't been exposed yet. But once you expose it, it can either be validated or it can be dismissed. And I think, I think we, you and I both came to a point where it's just like, we got to do something like you can't just keep sitting on yeah. ideas can't keep sitting on information can't keep wanting something and then not moving towards it yeah. so at this point it's like hey fuck it even if it's just <laughs> our moms listening like even if that's it even if it's just my wife listening on her way to work you know what I'm saying? hey baby that's cool but you know yeah it's really just this is for me. Yeah. This is for you, right? This is for us. We're just sharing our learning yeah, experience. Exactly. And, you know, hopefully everybody gets something from it, you know, at the same time. But if not, you it's, will. It's therapeutic. But, I mean, if you want to deny, oh, yeah. deny I mean, that you're not, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. If you're listening, it's going to happen. If you're not listening, well, you don't hear this. So yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, on behalf of Raquel Simone and myself, we want to sincerely thank you for listening and encourage you to continue to do so. Subscribe to Arts Explanatory Comma on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. You can also follow us on Instagram at Arts Explanatory Comma and on Twitter at X Comma Pod, which is E-X-C-O-M-M-A-P-O-D. Thank you for listening and peace. Peace.